Welcome back, listeners, to the SAEM pre-conference podcast series. In this podcast, Dr. Stephen Haywood will be interviewing some of the physicians who've put together one of our pre-conference sessions, Reframing Conflict, How to Master Difficult Conversations in Emergency Medicine from a Sex and Gender Lens. This is one of the conferences that you can attend uh, prior to the full opening of the meeting on Wednesday. If you are lucky enough to be listening ahead of the meeting, hopefully we'll see you there. If you're listening after the meeting, you can find a lot of this material and other material from the annual meeting at the website, saem.org. Here's Dr. Haywood. Difficult conversations are called difficult for a reason. They are never easy, and it can be made more difficult when you see the world through a different paradigm or through a different lens than the other person. At the SAM conference in just a couple of weeks, we have a workshop to address this. The workshop is titled Reflaming, Reframing Conflict, How to Master Difficult Conversations in Emergency Medicine from a Sex and Gender Lens. We're very fortunate to have some of the organizers for this pre-conference workshop with us. Uh, I want to give them all a formal introduction before we start our introduction uh, before we start our discussion, first of all, we have Dr. Jeanette Wolf. Dr. Wolf is a professor of emergency medicine at UMMS Bay State. Her areas of interest include the influence of biologic sex and gender in health outcomes and behavior and the advancement of neurodiversity in leadership. Dr. Wolf, welcome. We are also joined by Dr. Anahita Kalantari. She is the vice chair for education and an associate professor of emergency medicine at Penn State Health, Milton S. Hershey Medical Center. Her areas of interest include medical education, stress education, and physician wellness. Dr. Kalantari, welcome. And finally, we have Dr. Yini Thomas. She is the Assistant Director of Justice, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, and an Assistant Professor of Emergency Medicine at Baylor College of Medicine. Her areas of interest are focused on improving emergency department operations and quality from a sex and gender lens, as well as workplace equity for women in medicine. So again, all welcome. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having us. So I want to jump into the topic. Dr. Thomas, I'll talk for you. Talk, uh, I'll start with you. So when y'all came up for the idea for this pre-conference workshop, what's some of the background of the development? Thank you, Steve, for the introduction. Um, we wanted to focus more on communication because that's one of the areas that um, is of importance for SAEM and for, for the workshop. And um, I just know from experience, especially just coming out of residency, that I've encountered a lot of difficult situations and conversations with consultants, with colleagues, with um, residency leadership. And so it's something that's not really taught in residency or even when you're like out as a new attending and it's a really important skill set to to have to be able to negotiate and work with people from all sorts of different backgrounds and um, be able to compromise in order to provide the best patient care that you can. Um, so that's kind of some of the um, inspiration for this workshop, which I think will be very valuable in teaching these skills that are not necessarily like focus on throughout our training. Um, and I think participants will enjoy it a lot. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and Dr. Wolf, I've noticed one area you're focusing on during the workshop is talking about sex and gender differences in managing difficult, difficult conversations. You know, this is an area that I've, I don't talk about that. I've not heard uh, it talked about very much at all. Um, why do you feel it's so important to include this in the workshop? You know, that's a great question. So I think this workshop's really personal for me because like Yini, when I was a young doctor, 
I got really tripped up by conflict. So I wasn't Dookie Hauser, but I was almost, I was an attending at 28 and I came from a good residency. I knew the medicine, I knew the procedures, but in retrospect, I was really just learning how to manage people, especially people under stress and what their needs were and how I could better meet and address them. And of course, I I wasn't able to label that was a gap at the time. And in fact, even if I could, I'm not sure I realized it was a skill that I could improve upon because sort of the mantra in emergency medicine at that time was you either have the steel or you don't or, you know, suck it up buttercup. So in those early years of practice, my MO for dealing with conflict, you know, I look back and I kind of cringe. I either avoided it at all cost and avoided important conversations that I should have been a part of, such as advocating for that second year resident to get the first shot in a difficult airway when anesthesia was in the room or setting appropriate limits for a difficult patient. Or conversely, I would overreact. I'd personalize it, get very, very defensive, and I'd be like a WWF wrestler. I'd like, you know, go for the juggler and take them out. And I have to be honest, those first few seconds of righteous indignation can be very intoxicating. But sooner or later, five minutes later, 10 minutes later, you realize you have to work with these people again and again. And then the rumination would start. And I think about, oh my gosh, what's going to happen the next time I see them? What if I have to call them again tonight? And the whole thing was really exhausting. And I sort of noticed other people, you know, everybody has to deal with conflict as part of emergency medicine. But I had this inherent sense that how I saw it was elusively different than many of the people I worked with, who at the time were almost all men. But it kind of came to a head one night. And the story was, I was working with another colleague, and he had a terrible, terrible argument with a trauma surgeon in the trauma room. And I thought they were going to come to blows. It was pretty ugly. At the end of the shift, I asked him, I said, hey, what was the most difficult thing about your shift? Thinking absolutely 100% for sure, he would have said that difficult interaction. And he looked at me and he said, the printer was out of ink. And that was the moment that I realized that even though we might have the same job description, how we did that job was really different. And that kind of put me on this journey to learn a lot more about difficult conversations and to learn about how to deal with with conflict. And the two take-home points I learned from that own journey, from my own journey, is that communication is a procedure. And just like any other procedure we teach and learn in medicine, if we are intentional, if we put the sweat equity in, if we practice, if we reflect, you get better at it. And then the second thing, I think this is a really important point, we have to be very careful that the way that we perceive conflict is the same way the other person intended it. And sometimes there's this big gap. And if you don't understand that gap, you can get really tripped up. Phenomenal. Absolutely. Absolutely. Dr. Kalantari, I've got a question for you here. Um, So in the description of the program, it talks about helping to develop a mindset in managing potentially stressful situations, like, you know, talking to someone who is notoriously challenging. Can you tell me what does a positive stress mindset look like? Uh, You know, I'm still learning that too. No. uh, (laughs) so, So, you know, traditionally when you say the word stress, there are multiple negative things that uh, we as a society start to think of. 
And there's been a lot of research that has come out that says, you know, hold on a second, maybe, maybe we need to kind of reframe this. And so there's been mindset interventions and work done out there by some of the leaders in the field, uh, such as Aliyah Crum and uh, Carol Dweck. And what we're learning is that, you know, stress actually isn't as negative and as detrimental that we once thought. We can learn how to hone it. We can learn how to use it. We can learn how to grow from it. And that positive stress mindset is kind of that flip. It is that reintroduction, if you will, of stress in our lives and how we can actually use it to advance and excel rather than allowing it to overwhelm us and and kind of lead to that degree of uh, intoxication, if you will, that Jeanette had mentioned earlier uh, in some of those highly stressful scenarios. Yeah, absolutely. There, you know, stress can be helpful if we look at it in the right frame. That's phenomenal. Dr. Thomas, uh, we're all excited about this workshop. Can you, if you will, give us some kind of an overview, what's the proposed flow? Um, what are some of the activities that y'all will be doing during the workshop? Sure. We have, um, a packed day plan. So it's broken into three parts. Part one will be on gender communication and conflict. We'll have a short lecture on evidence-based strategies for gender communication and negotiation styles. Then we'll break out into small groups and do case-based learning. Um, And then for part two, we will have a panel discussion with senior leaders within emergency medicine, um, Dr. Cheryl Hare and Dr. Kathy Clem, Dr. Mike Chisani, and Dr. Greg Bueller, um, who will share their experiences with how they have managed difficult conversations and conflict throughout their careers and provide an opportunity for participants to ask questions. And then finally, the third part is um, a very uh, experiential part. It's, it's, going to involve um, a discussion on how we can reframe conflict and normalize it. Um, we'll also hear audio clips from senior leaders on their experiences with normalizing conflict, and participants will be asked to reframe their mindset and shift their mindset on how they handle conflict and reflect on a time when they've had a recent difficult situation and how they approach it initially, and then um, they'll be asked to write down how they would approach it um, differently after um, this session. So, and then at the end, we'll have some time for Q&A and wrap up. It's, it's an impressive schedule. I'm excited uh, about this workshop. I know you got, you all are excited about this workshop as well. Uh, Dr. Wolf, what's, uh, what are you looking forward to the most? What are you excited about for this workshop? So before I answer that, I first want to give a huge shout out to Yini because AK and I were joking about this before. Typically, when we have been involved in didactics and pre-conferences, a lot of the work is done 48 hours before the conference starts. And Yini has shown us the light of spacing out work over several months and chunking it down. And it is a great, great professional skill to learn. And I just want to thank Yini for keeping our pretty big didactic committee on track to help really develop this great opportunity for people to develop some skills to handle stuff that we all face every day during the shift and hopefully a little bit more intentional and professional way. 
So, you know, our whole goal for this conference, again, is sort of to reframe conflict, normalize it, depersonalize it, and give people some skills so that they feel greater self-efficacy in dealing with some of these really hard conversations that we have to do in the emergency department. And I have to say, the thing that I'm looking forward to the most is really hearing the experiences of our panel, because I had a chance to interview many of them as they shared some difficult conversations that they had to work through themselves and some of the strategies they used, I just realized what gems they are as human beings and as as thought leaders and role models in emergency medicine. So I can't wait to hear the shared experiences that Mike Gisandi and Cheryl Heron and Kathy Clem and Greg Bueller will share with the audience. That in and by itself will be an incredibly valuable part of this conference. I agree. You have put together an impressive panel. I just got to chat with Dr. Heron yesterday uh, about her keynote address and, and really everyone on your panel. I agree. It's it's impressive and I'm excited about it. Uh, Dr. Dr. Collins, sorry, Dr. Thomas mentioned there's an experiential learning session at the close of the day. What are you hoping the participants take away from that? Oh, I really hope that the participants are able to take away new tools and new strategies uh, as someone who is uh, very interested in medical education and adult learning. We knew that us just delivering information wasn't going to be enough to make sure that people were leaving with something and and armed with new tools so that they can uh, face these conversations in a in a better way in the future. So this end exercise is kind of our. Um, I don't want to say nail in the coffin because it sounds like, you know, we're trying to kill something, but it's really what what is going to drive home everything that we're working on through that entire workshop. And it's really what's going to provide everyone with some long lasting learning so that it can last with them throughout the rest of their careers. You all, again, I'm very excited about this pre-conference workshop. Again, it is at the SAM Assembly. It'll be happening next month, May of 2022. The name of the workshop is Reframing Conflict, How to Master Difficult Conversations in Emergency Medicine from a Sex and Gender Lens. I think there's a few spots left, so if you're listening to this and you want to attend, log on to the website, and hopefully you'll be able to join this workshop. Um, I want to thank you all for your time, and again, I look forward to seeing you all in New Orleans. Thank you. This was such a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.